Remember the early 2010s? Remember Silly Bands? Party Rock Anthem. Vine. Minecraft. Remember being afraid to read out loud? All-nighter sleepovers. Screaming World Star? Skipping class for cookies? Remember slapping your teacher? Flipping people's desks? And the pool on the roof of your school? No? Well, perhaps you never peaked in grade school. Is he gonna say the uh, intro anytime soon? Oh, oh, right, right. Uh, welcome to Real Talk Reloaded. Peak to grade school. Welcome to Real Talk Reloaded, Peaked in Grade School. The show where we explain to you the unbelievable stories of our peak grade school. Now I know what you're thinking, geez, these guys must be total losers. Well, you could be right. But what I can assure you is that our grade school experience was far, far, far from normal. Believe me when I say the reason we peaked in grade school wasn't because our lives suck, but because our grade school was quite unusual. In today's episode, episode one, we take you on the journey of our origins. A friendship forged in paint buckets full of vomit. The crime of standing. And a game of human whack-a-mole. Finally, culminating in the birth of Real Talk. A six-year-old talk show just recently opened to the public with the release of Real Talk Reloaded peaked in grade school. Real Talk is a series with guests ranging from President Barack Obama to LeBron James. So with episode one, I'm your co-host Gavin, or as my O1s from grade school call me, Munz. I'm a student at the Ohio State University. I'm living at home thanks to the pandemic. And thank you, Lord, I'm not living in a basement. And I'm accompanied by my co-host Tommy, or Bones, for those in the know, you know. Bones, let the people hear your voice. How you doing, guys? It's Bones coming at you from the Nasty Natty. That's Cincinnati for all you uncultured people. How you doing, Muns? Oh, I'm excellent, Bones. I'm so excited to bring this new series to our abundant listeners. Oh, I'm very excited. It's, it's what the people want. I mean, what can I say? Let me ask you, Bones, what's been the strangest or most difficult inconvenience of the pandemic so far? Um, well, as I was talking about earlier with you, Mons, I just think that uh, Cincinnati finally gets a good football team. For like, like last year, we were like decent. The year before, I guess we were decent too. But like this year, we're actually good. Uh, we're ranked seventh in the nation right now. And uh, I can't go to any of the games. And it just kind of stinks. That's probably the worst part so far. Cue the youch sound effect. Yeah, dude. Youch. Absolutely youched. I was rewatching Charlie Brown <laughs> um, Charlie Brown Halloween 
Oh, that's like, a classic. I never realized how funny that is that they just give him rocks. I'm like, well, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Who comes up with a joke like that? Yeah, dude, I was like, dude, I got Snickers. I got King Size Candy. He's like, they got a rock. Like, they're just picking on him. Like, they know, like, uh, even the adults are like, oh, it's this kid. Exactly. It doesn't even make any sense. Like, what does Charlie Brown do to deserve any kind of hate from anyone? He's just bald. Probably has cancer or something. <laughs> just some innocent cancer patient. But I mean, like, every neighborhood seems to have, like, that one kid that even the parents are just kind of like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I wish kid. I could just give this kid rocks for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Bones, I'd like to ask you, what is one fun fact that distinguishes you from the crowd? Dude, that's so brutal. Um, dude, I really don't know. I don't, that, the fact that I don't have anything that distinguishes me from a crowd might be the thing that distinguishes me from a crowd. Oh my gosh. That's just like the Lego movie. You know, the, dude, the main character is oh my so, gosh. so not unique that he's yeah, the most right. unique character in the whole. I didn't wow. think about that. I really can't think of anything that's like that special. Yeah. It's I, definitely um, tough on the spot. It is, but that's man. how you know this podcast is real. Dude, it is real talk, bro. And let me get real with you. I brought my piano down here, and uh, maybe that's what makes me unique. I brought a piano to Cincinnati all the way from Cleveland, and I have probably put 30 minutes on it in uh, about three months. So there we go. Gosh, I do the same thing. I have a. There's a minute where I was actually driven to learn the guitar, and then after I learned about, you know, six chords or so gave up it's all gone now i'm sure yeah i'm sure it's awesome guitar stuff you gotta gotta keep with guitar i i've been playing mine for a couple of years now so i think i'm pretty much locked in but every once in a while like like right now i'm probably at like two weeks without playing and when i do decide to play probably later this week i will but like i'm gonna be like i'll be pretty rusty it's gonna take a second to get back into it yeah i didn't know you were practicing guitar that's interesting yeah i'm playing for I think it was like senior year. So it was like two years, almost three probably. You've been, you've been teaching yourself? Use a book? What have you been doing? Nah, dude. I just fire up those YouTube videos, man. And then I see all these ads that are like, don't you like, or they're like, they're like oh, getting frustrated from, from YouTube videos on how to play guitar. <laughs> like buy my like $300 a month tutorial. And it's like, but it's not on YouTube. It's just on our website. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> No, when I went through my little spout of trying to become a guitarist, I definitely ran into those. Yeah, they're bizarre. It, it doesn't really make any sense because they're like, "Oh, you don't like the YouTube videos? Well, come watch the, come pay for the videos on our website. You'll like it so much better." It's like, all right, money well spent. Yeah, I suppose if you're looking for like private lessons, but don't want to pay for expensive private lessons, but even then, I can't even justify it. Pain. Yeah, I mean, when it's there for free on YouTube, like I've I have no doubt it's harder to learn just through random YouTube videos than it would be like private lessons or something. But it's also free, so I think it's kind of worth. Yeah, it. It, it's definitely harder. I've gone from like um, some videos. It's like I'll watch it and I'll give it like five minutes and I'll just lose my mind. I'll be like, I'll be like. I'm done with this guy and I'll just, I'll put away the guitar. I'll, I'll be pissed off. and like, that's it. And then I'll come back to the video like a week later and I'll actually be like, Oh, actually this isn't too bad. Like I just get frustrated right away with these guys sometimes. 
Yeah, I would. I I try to learn from a book, and I would do that. I go, you know, th- these these books are written for like children, and I would like. There were points when I would just like punch the book and throw it across the room, yep. like. Yeah, absolutely, and it's that is the funny part too, because it's like this. Like sometimes I watch like when I was trying to like uh, reteach myself piano, it was like this stuff was literally for like like six year olds, and I'm just like I can't wrap my mind, or I couldn't comprehend it, and I was just like I'm so freaking stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because like here we are, we're like 20 years old, getting insanely frustrated over trying to learn an instrument, and then like here's a six year old with like the temper of like you know nothing. Let's make let's force them to sit down and learn, you know. <laughs> Dude, the uh over quarantine, my sister was still in class, but I was home because college was over, or whatever, and Kate was in I think eighth grade and she like comes up with like all this math. She's like, I need help with this math. And I don't know why she didn't ask my other brothers because they're actually like good at math. She comes to me and I'm like, I sat down, I read it for like five minutes and I was like, I- I'm sorry. I haven't even like I don't even know where to begin on this eighth grade math. Like I was just so frustrated from reading it. I was like, I'm freaking done with this. Oh my gosh. I, I experienced that. Um, I'm taking an economics class. Okay. Yeah. These classes, it's like basic math. It's like your expenses are $125. You made $500. What was your profit? You know? And I would, I'd be like, Oh, even a monkey could do this and I get it wrong. <laughs> I would get it wrong like over and over again. I'm like, so now I'll use a calculator for like the most basic subtraction problems. Cause I just can't do it anymore. It's like, I've only taken pretty much a year and a half off of math and it's just gone. Yeah. It's just totally it, gone. It's crazy thing about calculators. Like in eighth grade, I feel like at St. Greg's are like, no, no calculators. Never. How dare you? And then like, once we are, uh, fresh and they're like oh yeah you can use calculators and i just never went back even if it's even if it's five plus five it's like i still just got to make sure that i'm not overthinking this or i'm not underthinking this like i got to make sure it's just five plus five is ten and i'll put it in my calculator i'm like okay i was right it's like let's try it again though and make sure that the numbers match out this time it's just yeah so uh last year in the spring i was in a math class and this was very, very St. Greg's of, of this class. It was the teacher was some grad student with like long freaking hair, like huge bangs, came to class late all the time, didn't really Call care. Me Jeff. Jeff Winger, a, a typical winger. And um, this dude like just walks in and is just like people would ask him. I don't even know what the math was, was like what it was. It was called like mathematics of social choice and what the problems were, I don't know. There wasn't really any math included in it in the class. It was just Excellent. problems that made no sense at all. And those, those um, are the best classes where you have no idea how this qualifies as like yeah. a math class or like yep. a history class or whatever, you know. It was an absolute train wreck. And students would be like, What um they'd be like, where are we learning this? What's this for? And he'd go like he'd be like, honestly, I don't know. And then he would just like continue like teaching class. <laughs> and then um <laughs> coronavirus hits you know and we all go home and i don't hear from this guy for three weeks and then <laughs> and then finally that fourth week comes around and he goes oh hey guys so i decided that we're just gonna skip uh the last like four chapters that we were supposed to do and um i put your final online and you can take it as many times as you want and so <laughs> i had a uh i had a c in the class 
And then I took the final three times. And the last time I got a hundred on it. Cause I just, I kept writing down like what the questions and answers were. Mm-hmm. So eventually on the third time I got a hundred on it and ended with an A in the class. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, this is St. Like, that is the essence of St. Greg's right there. That's what it's all about. Well, what do you say? Should we let our listeners embark into the wild, wild west of St. Greg's? Let's hit them with it. Travel back with me to second grade. A time known to many as 2008. George Bush was president. America was at war in Iraq. Call of Duty World at War just came out. Halo 3 was a year old. The first iPhone was nearly six months old. And the internet was way, way too slow to be useful for anything. But all of that was way outside a second grader's area of importance. What was most important was beating the clock. If you have ever seen Cool Hand Luke, Tommy and I were without a doubt Luke Johnson. Every day the prison guards, Miss P and Miss V, would try to break our will. Every aspect of life was micromanaged. Can I stand boss? Can I pee, boss? Why did you get dirt in my hole? Dig it out. Why did you get a hole in my dirt? Fill it up. Life was a constant repetition of seemingly meaningless micromanaged tasks. But you know that. Everyone's been through second grade. So of course we all subscribe to the religious notion that our salvation is found in the 3 o'clock bell. Or the 215 bell if you went to St. Gregory the Greats. Or Greg's for the insiders. Each day at 215 that glorious bell freed us from our shackles of our Italian second grade overlords. Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee, as Hemingway would have said it. As I would have said as a second grader, no dip, Sherlock. I'm ready to go home. No wonder it tolls for me. At that moment, we became alive. Now was the time to invest all that pent-up energy into rushing home as fast as humanly possible, firing up our 500-pound, 20-inch box TVs, the Wii the PlayStation 2 and plugging in Lego Star Wars, SSX Tricky, dumping your Pokemon cards over the floor. Then you pass out and you find that a fairy carried you to bed in your sleep. Wait, is, is SSX Tricky that um that snowboarding game that we would play? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is what that, that game was the greatest. I thing loved it ever. so much I, I brought it to college. Game. I brought my PS2 in that game. That's I would play it. Oh, really? I never I actually played it only like once, but I spent like a good three hours doing it. But oh my gosh, there was um, it was a snowboarding game where the more insane tricks you did, the faster you boarded. So it was like racing. It was like racing, <laughs> but the more insane tricks you pulled, the faster you were. So you had to be like able to pull tricks and race. And some of the most ridiculous things in that game were. I mean, you remember, Tommy, like, you could, like, grind on, uh, like, railings. Uh, you know, what, what are the other ridiculous things you remember? I think I, the one thing I really took away from that game was the one trick that I, I would just do over and over again. Was you would get as much air as possible, 
and then I don't know, you know, maybe you hold like triangle or whatever, and he would, um, so he's in the air, and your character would bend his legs back and grab and reach his arms back and grab the tip of the board so that his groin was just kind of like out in the air, and then you would just hold it until his groin just smashes the ground and you yeah. wipe out or whatever. I would just do that over and over. Oh again. my gosh, no, I remember that. And then there was um. There was like the, one of the characters was like really, really overweight and he was meant to be yes. like a yeah, stereotypical yeah, yeah. American or something. So he had like uh like a mullet in the back, he had he had like a flat top and he was like he had like a Confederate flag, like he was supposed to be like racist or something, racist snowboarder and uh but he was so fat and hairy <laughs> that like when his body was in the air there would be like fat jiggling. Dude, that game was so far ahead of its time. Yeah, I know. Uh I mean, literally, the one, the one mountain, the one mountain snowboard mountain was in Tokyo, and there was all these floating, like half pipes in the air because somehow, like the Japanese had like advanced <laughs> snowboarding technology. Dude, they're always so advanced in video games. But do you always remember so there's like a giant tube games. you shot up, like it sent you like flying in the air because the Japanese had like giant like snowboarding blast off yes. tubes. Yes. You know, I'm trying to look up. And do you remember you would like right you would like go through like a pinball machine <laughs> as a snowboarder? So just for context, like yeah. every other mountain in that game was like a normal mountain, like a believable mountain that you could snowboard down. Like it was just like, you know, snow everywhere. There was trees, you know, maybe there was like a jump or two or like a cliff or like a gap. But the one set in Tokyo was like you're on the top of like a ginormous high rise. There's like there's like snow like <laughs> on top of the building. There's like these like floating half pipe tubes, and you like you like somehow you like snowboard through like a giant pinball area. Just I don't know the way people thought Japan was in like Dude. 2005 must have been wild. Our uh, our friends out here at Cincinnati they brought a Wii, and so I go over every once in a while to play, and they have um some it must be like who's that one yeah, guy sean yeah, white is he the snowboarder so they have like a sean white uh snowboarder game like with the, the oh Wii Fit board, and you have to like balance on it and like put like your weights like actually like move around and i'm just like <laughs> drilling trees left and right it's so fun dude yeah that has to be quite awful i imagine oh it's it's brutal I don't, there's like a campaign to it too. Like you can like beat the game. I don't know how anyone can so ever get past the first hell. Would you say it's even fun in any way, or is it more? No, it's fun for about like three minutes because everyone's laughing at you and you're laughing at yourself. But then like after that, it's just like more of the same repetitive trees that you just keep hitting the same trees over and over again, and and you just start you start getting frustrated. Then someone else will be like, "All right, well, we'll I'll go," and then you know you'll laugh at them for <laughs> three minutes. Or that's so kind of like, right, in well. other words. What you're saying is it's not one of those games that will be up to 4 a.m. playing by yourself because you're so enthralled. No. Not like not like Black Ops 2 level. No, no, no. Entertaining. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, not like Black Ops 2 level. That's a whole nother can of worms. Some cherry blossoms. I was literally about to say yeah, that. No way. Them cherry blossoms. <laughs> cherry blossoms. Skin. The, uh, the texture you could put on your weapon that you would you know you're supposed to be like this hardcore deadly soldier and then you have like these like was it cherry yeah those like cherry trees cherry leaves all over your gun so it looked like a girl's dress or something yeah oh my gosh 
hilarious. Yeah, it was like uh it was like a it was like pink with like like branches and like blooming flowers yeah, coming yeah, off yeah. of it basically. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> sick. I'll never forget uh, the tomahawks in that game. The greatest, dude. I, I got to the point where I was I was actually kind of good. Black Ops 2, I, I played too much. I think like, I was actually good for a second. I feel like once you get good at a video game, that's when you Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I was just thinking, like, that came out at, like, the point in our lives when we had way too much free time. And... Because yeah, we didn't have homework from, I don't know, fourth no, grade to eighth really, grade. There just wasn't homework. We honestly so. didn't. I remember, like... And like sixth grade, just like busting home, ripping my clothes off, and just diving into the basement and playing Halo. Like, yep, absolutely the life. No time at all. Well, I digress, I guess. However, there's another path to salvation, another medium to freedom from the endless drudgery of classwork tasks for most young boys the chance to do literally anything other than class raised their heart rates a few hundred bpm miss p was a middle-aged italian woman so anything above the weight of a piece of paper or farther away than a room over would have been delegated to the students and how many times have you heard this one i need a few strong Boys. <laughs> Every day, at least six times a day. I need a few strong boys to pick up this small patch of scrap paper in the corner. I feel like, I feel like we were just doing monkey work. What do you feel? Literally, like it was just like any type of anything. Like like in um in eighth grade, you know, you would have to go down to the cafeteria to, to bring uh mrs m oh her lunch gosh. She, bring it <laughs> she wouldn't want to go get it she'd be like who's gonna get my lunch for me it's like i don't get it <laughs> you're digging into my recess time though if you better give me a you're gonna be a little bit more lenient when you're grading my uh my math yeah, my test. test that i probably got like nine wrong but she just wanted to pump you out the door <laughs> no dude i was i was cheating on those math tests every day dude because well she would give us she would give us those stupid wink, she them <laughs> winky winks where she, would, where she would give us the answers of the test oh the day gosh, before. Oh my gosh, I know. And like, I was practically trained to cheat from the beginning of my academic career. I mean. Yes. I was a I was born to be a cheater. Uh, not anymore though. Now I do my own work because I realized that I actually need to do my own work know, to succeed. Right? Um, so once I got into high school, I was like, oh wait, I yeah, actually have to do work. So, but like she would tell us the answers to the test the day before. And then I would get into class the next day for the test and I would write down the answers on the desk in pencil and then I would just rub them off with my oh fingers gosh. after I used them. I would just have, try to have them memorized, which I guess isn't technically cheating, but I mean, if I forgot, I would just look at the guy next to me and be like, oh yeah, well, that was it. Like, you know, it's just like... <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> she shouldn't have given us the answers. <laughs> Can't possibly I know. And then, like, and then like, if I really felt I wasn't sure, I would like go up and like... I would go up and blow my nose and just like look around like I go like I would walk around the room blowing my nose just checking everyone's paper and like obviously she knew but dude you actually did that because one time I'll never forget in sixth grade um so before we actually had the answers given to us 
yeah, believe it or not, actually, they, they gave us the answers in eighth grade, not sixth grade. Um, but so before it was literally uh, we just like the us, answers to the test. Was, like it wasn't like this is how you solve it. Yeah, or this is how up. you would figure it out. Like, here. This this is what the question. This will is be. the answer. This is what the answer will be like. Don't the, show anywhere. The test is Here's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so sixth grade, we're taking a test, and Katina gets up because he has to blow his nose. Like literally, the kid had like a cold; he had to blow his nose. Um, just so happens that the smartest girl in the in our class is sitting. Her desk is right by the Kleenex. So Katina keeps getting up and down, back and forth, blowing his nose, and the teacher literally takes his test and gives him a zero because she thought he was going up to, to take all of her answers. <laughs> I was like, dude, that that's sucks, the oldest bro. one in the book, though. Everybody's doing that. Yeah, he denied the claims, and I, for some reason, I kind of believe him. But I don't know what it is about I feel it. Like I if, kind of believe him. If he were to cheat, he would do something like outlandishly obvious, like. Yeah, I think so too. Which is why I would believe him. <laughs> like if if you were cheating, it would be like so obvious that he's cheating. Like I, I'm trying to think of an example, but um, I don't know, just like straight up having a note card on your desk or something. Like, do you remember kids that would do that? They would just like put a hand as like a divider, like to block the teacher's view, and then put a note card on their desk and then just go to town and then just yeah. come up the note card and be done. We had vocab tests, so you had to come in with your vocab cheat card. Oh my gosh, that was uh, yeah. I'll never forget. This is we're going way back. We're going back to second grade now, actually. Um, so I was in Miss P's class, obviously, and we were doing like must have some type of like phonics thing or something. Whatever the hell phonics was, I don't know. But like we had to write like a sentence, and then uh, she kept telling me like I'd get my papers back. She was like, "You can't start every sentence with because," because that's what I would do. And then, um, then my mom was like, yeah, like you can't start every sentence with because, and I was like, fine. So I'm like there in, in class the next day, like second grade me writing, uh, you know, a set one, we had write like two sentences and I like, I couldn't, I like, I'll do the first one. I'll start with because, and then the next one I'll start differently. So I write the first sentence, it starts with because when I get to the second sentence, I'm sitting there for like 10 minutes and like, dude, what do I put? And then I go, I like, it hit me. I'm like, oh, just drop the B E and just put cause. <laughs> So I was just like, I was like, so the first sentence was like, you know, because the dog had the ball, it was happy or something. And then the next one was like, because the cat was afraid it ran from the dog or something. I was like, there. I didn't start every sentence with because. I was like so proud of myself. And then once again, I got told I can't do that. You know, what's funny. You had Miss P, second grade, right? Yeah, you must have. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Miss P teaching us that. And I carried that all my life. I told you you couldn't start a sentence with because. But because, yeah, but you clearly can because people do it yeah, all the time. Just like you did right now. Like and and I got all the way up to high school and I'm like I'm talking to my teacher and I'm like I, I the sentence has to start with because, but I cannot think of any way to word it without using because like so then he's like, What's the problem? I'm like, Well you can't start a sentence with because and he's like yeah, you can. What are you talking about? I'm like, what? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I remember we were learning cursive in second grade, and um, the first day of cursive, you know, we learned the letter I, and then the next day, maybe it was the next week, who knows? We learned the letter T, and then Miss P goes, now does anyone in class know what word we're gonna spell? 
and everyone clearly knew what we were going to spell. But uh, Caitlin R. raises her hand and she calls on her and she's like, it. And and she's like, Miss P. treats her like, like she was the freaking queen of England. Like, like she just won a Nobel Peace Prize. She she was loving every minute. She's like you are. So, she was just worshiping her after she 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 so miraculously knew that the next word that the the first word we were gonna learn in cursive was it. I'll never forget when we pulled out the map the the map of the United States, and I think it might have been in fourth grade. And Miss Miss uh, H was like, "What's the yeah. biggest state?" And everyone's like. Oh man, it's gotta be California. And Lincoln's like, no, you're so stupid. It's Texas. It has to be Texas. And then, you know, other kids are like, no, no, it's New Mexico. And then everyone's like, oh, you idiot. It's Canada. Look at how big it is up there. No way. It has to be Canada. And then that. everyone's like, no, Mexico's longer. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, our disappointed teacher goes, well, children, it's Alaska. I didn't even know that one counted. I know, because it, it was in the corner. It's not connected. Yeah. But I, I was so happy. I'm like, it's Texas. It has to be Texas. I don't even I know, know like, guess, the questions people would ask us. Like, why was that important? No clue. I, I, and I remember yeah, I know, one day man. some, like, random... It was like, I don't know if this was like a kid trying to train to be a teacher or something, but he came in and he was holding a globe. He's like, I'm from Australia. This is in second grade. And he's like, well, really? I don't remember. I remember this very fondly. And he said something along the lines of like, does anybody know? I I can't do Australian accents. (laughs) Uh, Does anyone know the fastest way? to america from australia and then he's pointing to australia on the globe right you know yeah and he's like oh he's trying to trick you dude yeah he's pointing to it and then you know of course idiots we were everyone's like you go left past europe you know yeah cross the atlantic and then everyone's like uh and then i i thought long and hard and i calculated through like several thousand calculations that it would actually go right because the distance looks smaller on the map. I'm like, no, you go right through the Pacific. That's the fastest way in America. But I didn't speak loud enough, so you didn't hear me. And they never, uh, they never dude. knew my genius. The- oh, dude, that's the worst. You don't speak up, and then it's like, dude, now everyone thinks I'm a freaking idiot because I knew that answer. Oh my gosh, it's tough. Saying genius, I remember uh, one of my favorite jokes from SpongeBob was when. Patrick says something smart or something and Spongebob goes, Patrick, your genius is showing. And like he checks his fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I forgot about yeah. that. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that show was so ahead of its time. <sighs> well, I suppose it's time we return. Yeah, back to the story. So, a few strong boys. Right. Uh, sure, you're thinking, as soon as you heard that phrase, I bet all the guys in the audience just involuntarily raised their hands. I suppose we're all Pavlov's dog when it comes to skipping class. 
But my goodness, what a sweet, sweet chance to mix class. What could it be? A chair? Walking a note down to the cafeteria? Taking the books to the library? Each possibility represented more and more seconds, even possible minutes of class being lost. Please, Miss P. Pick me. Pick me, Miss P. I'll give anything. My sticky hands are getting sweaty. My heart is racing, overcome with panic. Please. The notion of losing this chance is too damning to allow. Raise your hand high. Don't shout. Don't even talk or you won't be called on. No. It's Frank. How could it be Frank? Frank isn't strong. He didn't even raise his hand all the way to the top. It's all right. She needed two strong boys. Oh my goodness. Curtis. But he talks in class. My second grade heart is shattered. But it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. <laughs> she probably, probably picked Curtis. So you wouldn't be talking in class while she was she's like, I, you, you do it. So you're not in class. You're not going to talk. The dude was always talking, dude. There was this one time. I can't remember exactly what the story, like how it went. But he, um, she she called on him or something. There was, maybe there was like a fight between, I think I saw it. There was a fight between him and like one of the two Marias. And he was like, well, she's just mad because because she's my she wants to be my girlfriend but i'm i'm girlfriends with the other maria and both of them were just like the one was like what like i am like i'm not i am not your girlfriend the other one was like i don't want to be your girlfriend it's just the weirdest thing ever he was like trying to point blame because like both marias wanted him or something like second grade curtis is needed to have him oh my god i don't know man it was just the weirdest thing ever I, i don't even remember how like how miss p like calmed everyone down i don't know it was a disaster <laughs> that's hilarious because i can imagine a second grader's mind thinking bro she must be jealous because i like the other girl and they're both names maria it makes sense second grade logic it makes sense it also makes sense second grade logic like he probably thought they were dating because like the one maria like stood next to him in line or something and he was like oh dude yeah, pretty much oh dude <laughs> yes oh Yeah, I remember Curtis had insane earwax in second grade. I used to sit behind him. Oh, dude. Yeah, he did. I forgot about that. I'm just putting that out there. You can make you can make candles, dude. Serenity by Jan, dude, from the oh office. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nah, dude, you make those <laughs> essential oil wax melting uh, scents. Oh, yeah. I was in a fishing store the one day, and for those of you who don't go to fishing stores often, you could find some unique items in there and one of those unique items happened to be fish essential oils well that sounds kind of grimy fish essential oils and you know what you you know you may have heard you know all oh, fish are high in omega-3 you know fish ha- you know fish oil is good for you blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. well this was a jar of basically ground fish <laughs> That is the most disgusting thing. So ever. I can only imagine, like, could you imagine just like girls that use essential oils, like you know, putting like little drops of like ground fish on their wrists or like on their neck or like 
Ooh, I can feel my chi recentering, you know. Oh yeah, dude. Those some of those those uh spiritual girls. Those uh, what's that called? Um, uh, astron astrology. Which one is the fake one? Astronomy or, or astrology? Astrology is astrology. fake. Yeah, yeah. Those those astrology girls would be all over that, dude. I only- like, oh, dude, the the, <laughs> the Sagittarius in me really loves this fish guts <laughs> that I'm rubbing all over my face. I, <laughs> I can't help being Aquarius, but I love your fish stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm an Aquarius, you know, and with agua. Well, know? somebody once sent me a meme. It was like um, <laughs> Aquarius girls would like, or no, I I don't know. I'll I'll just say like I think it's like Taurus is one of them. Be like, oh yeah, dude, that's me. I'm a Taurus, baby. You? Yeah, I am. I'd be like, Taurus girls will get in a car crash and kill an entire family. Be like, can't help being a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, there's like a whole, there's a lot of like Americans, surprisingly, that are like into like oils and like crystals can like heal you and bring you like peace and stuff and it's it's like a call man oh my gosh it's like it's crystals like what is that based on like there's they harness the moon's energy oh where you did you miss that lesson in second grade were you were you out doing a task where you missed oh that oh my one? gosh did you ever see there's like there's like wiccan um there's like Wiccan Instagrams out there, you know, like witchcraft yeah. Instagrams, like people who are sincerely trying to teach you how to do witchcraft in like 2020. And there's like, I saw a post once where it's this girl's like, uh, witch's recipe to make moon water and harvest the moon's power. <laughs> step one. And like, you know, it's like where you scroll through and like each step's like a picture with like a, you know, writing it so it's like you scroll step one take a wooden bowl and fill it full of water step two set it out on your windowsill in the moonlight step three make sure to wake up early and pull in the moon water from the moonlight before the sun comes up step four you have created moon water now use it to harvest the moon's power. It's like, uh, Dude, I, would, I read through the whole thing. Like, would, so you just set water out in front of the moon and it gives you power. What kind of power are we talking here? Dude, I would wake up and like, like uh, last this morning I woke up at like two o'clock and I was so dehydrated. I grabbed my water bottle, I just chug it, dude. It's like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I need water. You grab the moon water, start chugging. You're like, no, that was the moon water. Crap, dude. I just chugged my moon water. Dude, what if your water bottle accidentally becomes moon water at night? And then all of a sudden oh, you gain, dude. you like, you just accidentally gain moon powers and you're like shooting lasers through your eyeballs and stuff. <laughs> Thinking sharks with laser beams. Oh my gosh. I, I honestly think that's an untapped market though. Like crystals and moon water. You could be selling that crap for... Imagine just taking a Dasani bottle of water. Dollar a piece. Selling them for five. Don't even set so out in front of the moon. Because that is... that's garbage. Who, why would you actually <laughs> do it? 
You just say that as mean water. Yeah, you can make some money off that. That's like the one girl that sells bath water. There's no way that's her bath water. That's just like tap water she's putting in a jar <laughs> for $20. Foul. That's absolutely foul. Yeah, I mean, first off, shame on any person buying that. But second off, well, I can't prove it's not really her bath water, but I hope to God it's not. <laughs> so, you know, shame on her oh, for scamming dude. people, probably. Can't wait to actually, you know what? Not bath water later. Yeah, you know what? No, no shame for scamming. That's okay. Now I think about it. I mean, yeah, I I respect the hustle. I could, I could, I could respect you scamming people who want that because it's like you know, it's like stealing from criminals or something. You know, seems alright to me. I've heard that like this is like super rough topic. Um, they in like Japan, there's like, um. It's back to Japan. There's like uh, vending machines <laughs> that have like e- that have like used like underwear and stuff. That you can just be like, oh yeah, you know what? Give me some of that. I definitely remember like in like 2012 reading about that and being like, yeah, I definitely heard about that before. I remember that being like a long time ago, and I'd like to imagine that's not true in any way. But I mean, if they have snowboarding mountains with floating tubes on the top of their skyscrapers. They probably have, they probably have used underpants in vending machines. Which it's just further evidence that the Japanese are just such an advanced society that they're so far ahead of us, dude. We got so we have so much work to do. One day when we finally uncover Japan, it'll be like Halo One. Like you're just going through like ancient ruins of like a majestic advanced society that we never understood. <laughs> And we'll and then we'll see like a dilapidated old used underwear machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Take notes, goodness, boys! Ugh. that's another thing I pray does not exist. But I would not be shocked either. Whew. Anyway, back to it. Miss P showed the boys their heavy object, their golden prize for having gained. Mrs. P's divine favor. Oh my, how the yoke was easy. Frank and Curtis brushed themselves off, tucked in their shirt tails, and put on their best. They know that they have been selected amongst the rest of us second grade boys for their exemplary intellect, courage, and physical prowess. The two rows strutted towards the door in unison like astronauts walking towards their shuttle. From the corner of their eye, their glare said to me, I've bested you. Enjoy your full-length class. As they moved closer, their eyes met Mrs. P with a furious love seen only in the eyes of a bride processing to her groom. Miss P presented their prize paint buckets without a doubt a paint bucket was a challenge even amongst the second grade elite the whole endeavor required good enough balance to flamingo on a wee balance board the strength required was tremendous as well without a doubt a paint bucket was the heaviest object known to second grade mankind you see the confidence leave their bodies Mrs. P relayed the instructions. Carry these buckets down to the end of the hallway 
and be careful not to spill. What? These buckets are full? Now the pressure was on Frank and Curtis. No second grader could be trusted with a full paint bucket. And to carry it in front of an audience, the social pressure was enormous. I began to feel a sympathetic nervousness for the two. And poor Frank looked like he was on the verge of cracking. Go on now, boys, Mrs. P said. Curtis walked in front, brave soldier as he was. Frank followed. Miss P's classroom was as close to the front door as possible, about 10 feet from the main office and about 13 from the main entrance. As the boys slowly walked out, we returned to our lesson. Then all hell broke loose. Frank had cracked due to what I could only assume was the immense pressure Frank projected. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Come on. <laughs> the image is so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Due to what I could only assume was the immense pressure Frank projectile vomited all over Curtis's back in the main entrance. <laughs> Curtis, in his horror, fell to the ground, dumping his paint everywhere. And Frank succumbed to nausea and fell forward onto Curtis, dumping his paint and falling face down into a puddle of his own vomit and paint. No doubt the thud heard around the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a theory here. You ready for this theory, Muns? While you're while you're sharing the story with us, it, it occurred to me, what, what was the motive here? What, why was the paint in the room? You know, I, were they set I, up? For you, you, you may have drawn that from the way I worded this because it's you know, no doubt. What second grader could be trusted with a bucket of paint, like a loose bucket of paint? Yeah, like, and think about it how slow second graders move. Like, I mean, their stride is like seven inches max. So like. Oh yeah, dude. They're yeah. I mean, they're waddling. They're waddling. Yeah, I mean, things, dude. No doubt, a janitor could put those paint buckets away in like three seconds. But yeah, why did you paint in her room and then to pawn it off? Yeah, to why were they second graders? Why were they full buckets? And why did she think that was a good idea in any way? Doesn't make I mean, sense. There's something fishy here. I I think it was it was plot. Miss P was, was in it for her own sick pleasure, I guess. Yeah. No, and then it just occurred to me, do you think Frank was maybe raising his hand to be like, uh, I don't feel well? And then she was just like, okay, here, take the paint. And he's like, no, 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 I don't feel well. But she's like, here, just, yeah, just take Yeah, and like, the paint. you know, like, the second grade teacher hears enough crap on a day that she just ignores it. She's like, yeah, whatever, here, take this paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah, I, I really feel really sick, Miss oh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Here, here's a bucket of paint. Remember how many times I had to tell Miss F I had to take a dump the one time? Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah, that's awesome. That's for another time, though, I guess. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, um. All right, back to the thud heard around the world. Absolutely. Make sure to join us next week, November 19th, to hear the origin of Bones and Muns, a 12 year 
plus friendship, I believe. The, Somewhere around there. The origin of numerous creative projects. And most importantly, the eventual birth of Real Talk itself. We'll tell you that story in part two next week. Make sure to join us and make sure to email us at the only real real talk podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we know that's a terrible email. Real talk was taken. Real talk podcast was taken. Real real talk podcast was taken. And the only real real podcast. Talk, whatever. You get the point. <laughs> I take full responsibility for the naming of the Gmail. That's okay. I've come to love it. I do like it. I think it's funny. Well, Bones, is that how you remember the story of Frank vomiting all over Curtis and dumping paint in the middle of the <laughs> school entrance? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be it, man. I definitely remember that. That was I wouldn't have told it better myself. You got every single detail in there. I, I, I was, couldn't really picture it, Bones. I feel like I was there again. <laughs> Any inaccuracies? Can you attest that this was a true event that occurred? This is 100% true. Now, I know that some people might, who, who uh, were also there to witness the story, might, might say otherwise, but they don't have superior memory like we do. Their, their memory points are low, which we will, yeah. we will further discuss. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week.